0: first service I came to introduce my my good friend Joey Anderson but now he's a man because I knew him when he was like this tall so now I have to call him wait hold on let me get Joseph because that's that's what it sounds like now I remember when I called the house the first time and he answered it's like who's that (laughs) Joey is one of our own he has uh been in this church I believe as long as I have or maybe well I don't know maybe I think from the time I came here you guys were here right And I just want everyone to know how proud I am and how we are of Joey and how he has grown to be such an amazing leader. He is the one that led our Pathfinder drum corps to be the number one in the state of Florida. Which is fantastic, but what he's done that is greater than that, he's impacted these young people and my daughter is in that group um in the way he has lived out his life in front of them the way he loves on them the way he encourages them the way he challenges them and this is a man of God and God is doing big things in his life and has taken him even further and he's decided to make his career helping young people who may have lost their way so Joey we're proud of you I won't tell your story this time I'll leave you alone and you can tell your own story I just want to tell you guys everything but but you know I'll get in trouble if I do it twice so I know you're going to be blessed today. Just continue to lift up a prayer in your heart for Joey as he speaks. And those of you who are wondering where your kids are, or how they're going to turn out, just know that God will continue to honor your prayers. And his father's right here on the front row, so proud. I think he's, you know, he's going to levitate off the ground in just a little while. But we spent a lot of time praying over our kids and, you know, talking and praying about Joey and his family and my kids. And God is faithful, church. God is faithful. We love you, Joey. Awesome
1: thank you for being our father Thank you for dying on the cross for us for our sins when we should have been the ones hanging up there but because of your mercy and grace, we are here today glorifying your name I thank you for the Sabbath day that we can all come together as a family and praise you Lord, we all admit that we're all sinners. We all need you. We can't live without you. I pray that we will be able to walk with you, Lord. Help us to put away the things that take us away from you. Help us to put those aside because we're not going to need them when we walk the streets of gold in heaven. Lord, I pray for all the requests. I don't know any of them, but you know them all. And I pray that as we leave, as we go our separate ways, wherever we go, help us to take the message with us. If if the devil tries to stop us, we tell him, no, do not give me my past, we are moving forward. You cannot stop us. We have the Lord Jesus. We love you, Lord. And we thank you so much for hearing our prayer. And all God's children say, Amen. Thank you so much. I pray that you are blessed. And this morning, we're moving forward with Christ. Thank you.
2: (laughs) You know, the the one thing about being at Plantation, I love being here, but they will keep so many old videos. (laughs) And I don't know where they find them, because I searched the entire church to try to find them and delete them, and I can't find them. God is so good, isn't he? Can we give God a round of applause, please? For he is worthy to be praised. I don't know how you all are feeling right now, but as I was sitting there and just taking the music in and watching these young people up here, and I'm looking in the crowd, I'm seeing all these beautiful faces, I think I'm seeing a revival taking place. I don't know about you, but all I could think to myself is I'm so glad that I have a God who breaks chains. I'm so glad I serve a God who can move mountains, who can take the impossible and make it possible. But not only does he make it possible, family, but the things that you see as trash (laughs) Come on now. (laughs) The things that you see as trash He turns it into treasures The things that you see as damage they become diamonds Oh no y'all not hearing me (laughs) What a God we serve The Bible says that in his presence there is freedom there is freedom Today is a very, 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 very special day. And it's a day that I was looking forward to for a long time because today, family, is a day of celebration. What did I say? Celebration. But it's not so much that we're celebrating the amazing talents and gifts of our young people because they are extremely talented. I only heard one amen. 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 Extremely talented. But it's not so much the gifts that they have, but more so family, who they use those gifts for. Because they could be anywhere. And they could also be in the building, but not mentally be here. And the one thing that I could say about the young people here having the privilege to be around them every single weekend. They are not forced to be up here. Come on, somebody. They choose to be here. They choose to praise God. They choose to minister. And so I want you all to do me a huge favor. I'm going to give you all a little assignment. Every time you see a young person, whether they are singing, whether they were playing an instrument, or they were doing the offering, the children's story, whatever it was, or maybe, just maybe, They weren't doing any of those things but they're here. But they're in the building. If you see any young person in this building, I want you to go up to them. I don't care what age they are. I don't care if they're from plantation, if they're visiting. I want you to go up to them and I want you to tell them, I am proud of you. And I will personally say to the young people who did their thing today, I'm looking around, I'm seeing so many young people that are visiting, I want to say to you, I am proud of you. And what really makes me proud is not so much of the things that you do here, it's the fact that you're here. That alone is enough to praise God. Because I know that I am talking to a young person in here who was dragging themselves to get here. See, I know some people in here that are broken. One of the things that we joke about here in, in, in church is that we come with a smile, and we say happy Sabbath. and every On the outside, we look like we're together. And then on the inside, we're sitting in the pews, and we're just in so much pain, and we're so drained and we're so broken. And I know that there's somebody in here who was fighting themselves to come in this building. But I wanna tell you that I don't believe in coincidences, family. I believe when you woke up this morning, God told you to come here for a reason. And so I am declaring right now, before you walk out of here, if you felt broken, you will walk out of here free. You will walk out of here put back together. You will walk out of here restored and revived. I am claiming it this morning. Somebody ought to say amen. 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 It is truly a great day, and it's going to be a great day. The theme for today is From Chains to Freedom. From Chains to Freedom. To freedom. How fitting is that title? And this title is so relevant because I know that we are bound by chains that we don't talk about. We have chains of financial burdens, we got chains of depression, we got chains of anxiety, chains of broken relationships, chains of broken hearts, chains of feeling worthless, like you can't come home. But I don't know about you, but I'm so glad that I serve a God who, who tells us that in his presence alone there is freedom. And see, the thing that God wants you to understand is that it's not so much that you have to fix yourself to come here. God says, come as you are, Amen. as damaged as you think you are. Do not try to fix yourself before you come to me. You come to me, and let me fix you. Our key text for the brief time that I'm going to be speaking to you comes from Luke chapter 15, verses 21 to 24. And it's also on the screen, but if you could turn your Bibles to me, and when you get there, please say amen. Amen. And so the Bible says, the son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven, and I have sinned against you. And because I have sinned, I am no longer worthy. Oh, come on. I am no longer worthy to be called your child. But watch what the father says. The father says he didn't even... He didn't even acknowledge the fact that the son said, I have sinned. He didn't acknowledge any of the things that the son said. Instead, he told the servants, quick, go get the finest robe, the nicest one, and put it on my child. Get the fattened calf and roast it, because we have a celebration. For my child who was lost is now found. Oh, come on, somebody. For a child who was lost is now found. And the one who was dead is alive. Hallelujah. And so, Father, as we come before you, Lord, you are so worthy to be praised. Oh, I feel your presence in this sanctuary already. Lord, I pray for every single person in this room right now, Lord. I am claiming mending, I'm claiming revival, I'm claiming restoration, Father. We have come in here, some of us are coming here broken, some of us have dragged ourselves to being here today, and some of us are on the edge. But Lord, you are our champion. And when we come into your presence, all the chains are lifted up. But they're not just taken off us, they are shattered. Because in you, there is freedom. There is freedom. And I pray that anything that comes out of my mouth, Father, only comes from you. We love you, we adore you, and we cannot wait to see you again. And let all God's people say, Amen Amen and Amen, Amen. I should tell you, or somewhat remind you, if you didn't know, that as Christians in this world, we are the opposition. Oh, let me say that again. As Christians in this world, we are the opposition. I, I often love to use the analogy of basketball. I'm a huge basketball fan. I don't, know how many, I don't know how many basketball fans we have in here, but one of the things that I was able to do this summer was I went to the, the finals game with the Heat and the Nuggets. I'm sorry, Heat fans. <laughs> um, but it was an amazing experience. But what was so interesting is that when I was at the game and they began to introduce the visiting team, the natural reaction for die-hard true fans is to what? Boo. boo. And they booed. <laughs> Why did they boo? Because when someone or something comes into your life that you don't support, comes into your presence that you do not acknowledge, that you do not care for. The natural reaction is for you to object or reject the thing or person. I'm here to remind you, family, that as Christians in this world, we are the opposing team. We are surrounded by a world who rejects us because of what we stand for. See, we are in a temporary world preparing ourselves for a permanent kingdom. (laughs) We are in a temporary world preparing us for a permanent kingdom. But the problem is, because the devil knows that, he has filled our society with temporary idols that are advertising permanent happiness. (laughs) I don't think you guys are getting it. (laughs) They are giving us temporary items that are trying to advertise permanent happiness. See, the interesting thing that we ought to remember is that when the devil tries to destroy us, he's not just showing up with, with horns and looking hideous or, you know, coming with a cloak, you know. Sometimes he's going to try to destroy you with things that are pleasurable, the things that are pleasing to the eye, the things that you look at, that you could see, and you say, oh, that looks good. But see, when you take part in that thing, and then it starts to reveal itself as temporary, and then that thing can no longer sustain your happiness, you find yourself broken because you had nothing else. Oh, come on, somebody. And so because as imperfect humans who are prone to make mistakes, we stray to the things that we can see because they are pleasing to the eye. But choosing God is something that you have to have faith in. That's not something that you can see. And for our young people, they are prone to stray to things because the majority of the world is what they see. And so when it wears off, and they can no longer sustain that happiness that they thought was supposed to help them, they feel broken, damaged. And then they feel like they can't come back to God because of the mistakes they made, and they feel so damaged. But I'm so glad that we serve a God that does not use my past against me. I'm so glad that when we come home, not only does he take me in, but he celebrates. (laughs) He throws a party, he says, get the robe. I don't care what you did, that's irrelevant to me. I want you to get the robe, I want you to put it on him, put it on her. Get the food, we gotta celebrate, we having a party because my child has come home. I don't care what he did, I don't care what she did. You came home, and that alone, you ought to praise him. (laughs) You ought to praise him. (laughs) One of my favorite stories in the Bible is uh, the prodigal son, right? It's a, a very common story, most people know it, but it's one of my favorite stories, and it's also the most, in my opinion at least, the most important story because it reminds us of who we are as Christians. We are imperfect human beings trying our best to live a godly life, but because we are imperfect and because of sin that started in the very beginning, we are prone to become lost. We are prone to stray away from God and indulge ourselves in things that are pleasing to the eye at the moment. And then when it wears off, we start to feel the pain, the drain. And so when we look at the prodigal son in Luke chapter 15, we start in verse 11. there was a man who had two sons, right? We know the story. The younger one said to the father, father, give me my share so that I can go and explore. And so the father gave him what he had, his share, and he set off for a distant country and then he squandered it on wealth and wild living. After he had spent everything, though, there was a great famine. And then he began to be in need. Now, I want you to to catch something now. I want you to catch something. Stay with me. I want you to understand that when temporary things you take a hold of, they only help you with things that you can control. (laughs) Come on, somebody missed it. Somebody missed it. The temporary idols of this world can only help you with things that you can control. But notice when something happens that you have no control over. And all of a sudden that thing that you thought was going to help you reveals itself. See, the prodigal son, he took the money and he spent it on wild living, but what he didn't realize was that eventually money goes away.
1: Oh, come on, somebody.
2: (laughs) And so when the money ran out and the famine came, all of a sudden he's feeling sad and and scared because now the thing that he thought was supposed to help him, he ain't got it no more. And then he has no other options. So watch this, watch this, because it gets interesting now. So after he had spent all his money, he began to be in need. So he went and he hired himself to become a servant to a citizen in a country. And he was so hungry, because mind you, he had no money. He was so hungry and felt so low in the moment that he resorted to eating with the pigs. But watch this. Watch this. Not even the pigs would share the food with him. (laughs) Not even the pigs, not even animals would share food with him. That family was his lowest moment. Because he was in a situation where he had no choice but to return to the Father. He had no other options. See, sometimes in order for you to really see God, sometimes he's got to put you in a situation where you have no choice but to call his name. Because when you have exhausted all options, When you've exhausted all options, you have no other choice. And that's what God wants you to do. He says, when you have no options, you come into my presence and I'll make you restored. (laughs) And so, the prodigal son was at his lowest point. And finally, he started to reflect. He said, wait a minute. Before I left, I had food. I had shelter. I had love, community. So I'm going to go back home, but watch this, watch this, because a lot of people miss this. He said, I'm going to go home, but I'm not going to go home to try to be your son. I'm going to go home to try to be something lower because I sinned. <laughs> So he thought his value was lower because of the mistakes he made. (laughs) And so watch this. So he comes home, and he says, Father. Now, I want you to watch something now. Notice the father in the Bible. The father was already waiting outside. (laughs) The father was already waiting outside. And notice, if you read the Bible, he didn't wait for the child to come running to him. (laughs) He ran to the child with excitement. (laughs) And he said, we are going to celebrate. Mind you, he didn't even ask the son what he indulged himself in. He didn't even care. All he he cared about was the fact that he came home. He came home. (laughs) And so, I have three points. How many points? Three. Three. The first point is this. You can never outsin God's forgiveness. <laughs> you can never outsin God's forgiveness. <laughs> Because of his unconditional love, we can come to him when we're broken. I want you to understand something. Did you realize that the prodigal son, when he returned home, he returned worse than when he left? No, I don't think y'all heard me. Did y'all understand that when he left and he indulged himself in the world and he became damaged, he returned home worse than when he he left originally, and God still took him, (laughs) and what's amazing about God's forgiveness is that no matter how far you stray away from him, he's always chasing after you, (laughs) he's always chasing after you, and then when you return home, he doesn't wait for you to run to him, he comes running to you, because he loves you that much. And see, a lot of our young people feel that because they've strayed away, because they've done so many bad things, they think that they can't come home. But I want to remind you that God loved you. Catch this, catch this. God loved you before you sinned. I want you to imagine something. Imagine you knew somebody was going to hurt you before they hurt you.
1: (laughs) Come on, come on.
2: Imagine that you knew somebody was going to hurt you before they hurt you and you still found it in your heart to forgive them. (laughs) That is what God does for us every single day. He already knew we were going to sin before we did it. And he still embraces you. Not just with with love and and, and and compassion, but he celebrates your return. <laughs> there is nothing, family, that you can do that will outlast God's forgiveness. God says that when you come into my presence, everything is washed away. And the father took the son in, worse than when he left. You see, whether we acknowledge it or not, when we come into the presence of God, we're actually coming worse than when we left. Why? Because we are in a world who constantly perpetuates sin. And so we're constantly making mistakes because we're human. And so what we have to understand is that when we come to God, (laughs) we come broken, but that doesn't matter. See, a lot of times we feel like we got to fix ourselves before we come back here. And a lot of times there will be people who will try to tell you that, and then when they tell you that, you listen to what they say instead of what God tells you, that you turn around and you leave the building or you don't even enter. (laughs) No matter how broken you are, you can always come home. You can never outlast God's forgiveness. And then the second point is that God accepts you just as you are. It's actually funny, because before we started second service, this, this, um, this older lady, she walked up to me and she was like, um, you know, I, I wanted to know from you, do, do I look presentable to come in here? <laughs> and I said, yeah, you look, you look good. And she was like, no, but I don't really feel like that comfortable being in here, because I feel like everybody's in their suits, and everybody's got their dresses on and stuff, and, <laughs> The, the lady out front who does the welcoming, I love that lady, but she walked up to her and she was like, did you hear Joey's sermon? <laughs> he said, you come here as you are. It doesn't matter what you got on. It doesn't matter what you did in the past. God says you come into my presence exactly as you are. So the damage that you think you have, take it with you. The pain you think you got, take it with you. Because in Jesus, there is no bondage. Somebody ought to say amen. There is no bondage. One of my favorite songs, because it just reminds us, no guilt, no shame. Everything is erased. In your presence, there is freedom. Freedom from those chains. And then... There's also the point where our young people specifically, give, being that this is youth Sabbath. See, it's hard to be a young person and Christian. And I used to always wonder how that is, but it wasn't until I chose God for myself that I started to understand. It makes so much sense. See, our young people are so influenced by the world and the world is trying to destroy them and it's so hard for a young person to realize that. And I don't blame them, I really don't. Because I'm not about to sit here and act like I didn't indulge those things. And see, the problem with, when it comes to young people is that, I'm not talking about plantation, plantation's amazing. (laughs) But the problem is that when young people try to come home, the elders and the older people will try to make it seem like they didn't do those same things. And so because the young people don't come back because they feel judged, because they feel like you're going to categorize them as something that they're not, but they're just human. They don't come back. They run away. But I want to encourage every single young person that is in this place right now, and I want to tell you directly. Whenever somebody tries to tell you that you're not worthy enough to come back, I want you to just walk right past them. I want you to walk right past them (laughs) because the one who really has the right to judge you is waiting right here. (laughs) When somebody tries to speak negativity on you, you just walk right past them because the devil will use people to spread negativity on you and most times, unfortunately, it'll be the people that you least expect. Sometimes it could be your own family. And I know I'm talking to a young person in here today who is drained and broken. And they feel like they can't come back because they're afraid they're going to be judged. But I want to remind you that you can always come home. Yes, sir. And finally, my last point, and if you don't hear anything that I say, I need you to hear this point. God wants you to come home, but watch this, but he wants you to stay home. So what does that mean? See, we we understand that there's never a limited amount of chances that we can come home. We understand that. But it's not just about coming into the building and thinking that that's enough. Because I know that there is somebody in here right now who has come to church every weekend, who has sing the songs, they listen to half the sermon, and they walk out just as empty as they came in. So it's not just about physically coming here. It's about mentally. And so there's two parts to this story. The prodigal son came home. And God will always embrace you when you come home. But he doesn't just want you to come home and then leave. He wants you to come home and stay. Because I want you to get this now. Coming home guarantees you a reset button. It guarantees you a refill. Staying home guarantees you the ultimate gift that you could ask for, and that's the gift of salvation. So the question really is, not only will you come home, but will you stay home? Will you stay home? I will tell you that there have been times where I honestly didn't feel like I was worthy to come home. but. One of my favorite verses is Matthew 11, verse 28, and it says, come to me all who are weary. Come to me all who are broken, and I will make you whole. And I will put you back together again when you are broken. And the chains that took you over, I'm not just going to take them off, I'm going to destroy them. And they'll never have a hold on you again. And so at this moment, I would like to Before I close, I'd like to share a personal story with you. Uh, There was a young man who was like maybe 15 years old. And certain things were happening in his life that he just did not understand. And he would get so angry and so frustrated that he would take it out on things that he had no business being in. He would hang out with the wrong crowd. He had a bad temper. He indulged in alcohol. And he pushed everybody who cared about him away. And finally one night, the things that he was indulging in could no longer help his depression. Because he did so many bad things. It couldn't stop his anxiety because he didn't know what the future was gonna hold for him because he felt like he was in no place. He felt like he had no options. And in that moment, he decided he wasn't sure he wanted to live anymore. But I want you to catch this now. As he was getting ready to take his life, he felt a tug on his wrist. And he, he heard a voice saying, no son. I know you don't understand what your purpose is. I know you're feeling broken, but just hold on. Hold on. And it will all make sense. Even when you go through the battles, I just need you to hold on. (laughs) Even when you feel like you're worthless, I just need you to hold on to me. And that person's standing right here. And I'm only telling you that story not for me. I'm telling you that to show you who my God is. See, it doesn't matter how broken you are. God says, I see something in you. And all you got to do is hold on. (laughs) And so to our young people, I want you to hold on. Because I know that there are a lot of battles you're going through that you don't feel you can tell anybody. There's some battles that you don't even tell your parents or the other adults because you feel judged. You feel like you're going to be rejected. Or maybe you don't even understand it yourself. But I want you to know I see you. And I want you to hold on. Because if God could do that with me... Yes, sir. amen. No. As the praise team gets ready to uh, sing their song, I want to, I want to make a call, because this is very important to me. I know that there are a lot of young people in here right now. I don't care what age you are. Young adults, young people, children, it doesn't matter. Because you're never too old to choose God. So I want to know right now, if you are tired of feeling broken, this call is very simple. If you are tired of feeling broken, if you're tired of the pain, if you're tired of feeling worthless, if you're tired of the devil telling you that you have bondage and there's nothing you can do to get rid of it, if you are ready, to accept the savior of the world as your lifeline. I encourage you to come up here and I wanna pray with you. And I'm going to pray with you because I'm not gonna sit here and pretend like I'm not going through these things right now. See, I'm just like you. I know I'm talking to a young person right now. I'm just like you. I'm no better than you. I had my lowest points too. But there are two things that I made in my life that I will never regret those decisions. The first one is invested in these kids. Come on, somebody say amen. But the second one, and the most important one, was that I chose God. And I want you to understand before you come up here, because this is a real decision. Choosing God does not mean that you don't go through those battles. It doesn't mean that it gets easier. If anything, it gets harder. But see, the amazing thing about God is that when you hold on to him, when you just hang on, the battles that you went through before you had him all of a sudden don't seem so bad anymore because you know that there is hope. It's no longer a deterrent. It's a declaration that I serve the champion. I know that there is one. I know that there is one because I was you. All I need is one. See, when you feel butterflies in your stomach, that's God telling you to get up. But that's also the devil telling you to sit down. Young people, do not let the devil take another minute from your life. Do not let the devil take another minute from your life. Praise God, hallelujah. Do not let him take another minute from your life. God says, I can take your graves and I can turn it into a garden. (laughs) I can take your bondage and I can turn it into the best thing that ever happened to you. What you see as trash, I see as treasure. I thought I was trash. (laughs) And God saw me standing here before you 16 years ago. That's how great God is. Amen, hallelujah. And I want to remind you all that the things that you deal with every day in life, they are no longer a burden to you. You are no longer a slave to your sin. You are no longer a slave to your fears. I'm declaring right now you are no longer a slave You will walk out of here better than when you came in. Yeah, yeah. Just hold on. Because you are a prince and a princess of God. You are worthy. You are royalty. And no matter how damaged you think you are, God says, take the best robe and put it on my prince put it on my princess (laughs) because my child has come home so as the praise team sings and closes us out I want to encourage if you want to come down please come down and I will pray for you and pray with you because we are a child of God let there be freedom
0: Can we all stand as we affirm that we are all children we are all his children and no longer slaves to
3: fear, no longer slaves to this world, amen. amen. Ooh, oh, oh. Come on, let's sing. You unravel me, say, You unravel me with a melody, with a melody you surround. Deliverance, of deliverance from, my, from enemies my enemies come on, till all, my till all my fears are gone I'm no longer I'm no longer safe I'm no longer safe to fear I am a child oh, 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 oh. Oh, oh. Oh, oh, Let's sing the next verse oh, oh, oh. From my mouth me. You have chosen me. Come on. Your love has saved. Your love has called my name. I've been born again. I've been born again into your family. Into your, family. your blood flows safe. Your blood flows through my veins. I'm no longer I'm no longer say to be oh, oh say i am a child of god Come on, lift it up. i'm no longer say no to be oh say you again get that i am a child of god
2: so honored to be in your presence, Father. Thank you for being the God who splits the sea. Thank you for being the God who breaks chains. And even at her lowest, you still take us in with your endless grace and endless forgiveness, Lord. And so in return, we give you endless praise and adoration because you are the God of who split the sea, who can move mountains, who can do the impossible. Lord, I lift up the people who have come to the front. Lord, they have given their souls to you, Father. And I rebuke the devil at this time because the devil right now is upset. But let him. (laughs) But let him. Because in your presence, Father, there is freedom. The devil no longer has a stronghold on you. Even when we, we struggle, even when the devil tries to destroy us, we know. We are secure in you because you are the God who can take dry bones and raise them from the dead. I pray for every single person in this sanctuary, Father. I know that there are some who walked in
1: here broken. I know that there are some who were struggling just to make it over here, Lord, but I pray that when we leave, we dance like the
2: weight has been lifted because there has been freedom in your presence. Lord, we love you, we adore you, and we cannot wait for you to come and take us home. What a joyful day that will be. And the praises that we sing down here on earth will only be small compared to when we sing in your kingdom. (laughs) And Lord, finally, I wanna pray for the young people.
1: I want to pray for all the young people, Lord. You know the devil is trying their hardest, trying his hardest to destroy them. But Lord, you are a
2: God who is a way maker. You are a God who can do the impossible. You are a God who reaches souls that can't be reached, Lord. And so I pray that our young people leave here restored and that they come in into the public beaming for your name. That they walk out unashamed. That they represent you. Oh, I feel your presence in this place already. I feel a revival taking place, Lord. We love you and we honor you, Lord. And we thank you for hearing our prayers. And we ask these things in Jesus' name. And let all of God's children say, amen. Amen. Happy Sabbath, family.
0: This podcast was brought to you by Plantation's Seven day Adventist Church, a Christ-centered congregation dedicated to spreading the good news of God's love through sermons, deeper dive conversations, and much more. If you would like to listen to more life lessons and inspirational content, please visit us at
4: plantationsda.tv.